This is EdTech Weekly. I'm your host, Ricky Zager, and joining me again, Matt Harrison. Matt, today we are doing our very special holiday show. Um, we're going to stray a little bit from the normal EdTech setup, and we're going to be sharing some of our things that we sort of geek out on and stuff that we enjoy doing right now. Matt, are you ready to let your geek flag fly? Well, for those of you who haven't met me, I rarely have it put away. This is true. We, I cannot argue with that. Well, Matt, just so we have at least some sort of resemblance of an ed tech show, we are going to just—I'm going to do just a quick run through of the headlines, and um, you can go to edtechweeklyshow.com. I'll put those on there, or we will just be talking about them on the next show, and then I will put them in those show notes. Either way. We will talk about these stories in more detail because there's actually some good ones here, but we wanted to do a little break. Um, we're going to take two weeks off, and we will be back, I think it's like June 6th or something, Wednesday there, somewhere around there, and we'll be recording our next show then. So if you can, we just hope you can get by without us for the holidays. Do you think they can manage, Matt? No. Yeah, I don't just think so Just go back I'm... and start from the beginning in one day. Just binge listen to all of them and then make your friends listen to it as well. And then right. tell them to make their friends. And if their only friend is you, that... then we're going to have two listeners. Yeah, just Let's... make it happen. Live the dream. <laughs> Up with hope, down with dope. <laughs> all right, Matt. Well, let's just real quick rundown of the headlines that we either will be talking about next time or we'll put in the show notes and we'll let you guys explore those a little further as well. Our first story that we'll talk about is a TechCrunch article that basically talks about how consumerism is changing the landscape of EdTech. It's a pretty interesting article. Uh, another one that we will talk about is how school districts are standing in the way of public school EdTech. Yes, don't tell me about that. I already know. I've lived it. And another story that we will talk about is from the gamesandlearning.com. That's right. I said the gamesandlearning.com. It talks about how EdTech is involved in a tectonic shift that's helping game companies like Co.Lab expand. I will assume that because it's a gamesandlearning.org website, I should say .org, that they may have a little bit of a slant there. We'll talk about that. And also um, an Education World article that explains, among other things, that tech training needs to be a huge part of teacher prep. And can I get a hallelujah, Matthew? Uh, hallelujah. Thank you. I mean, it is this is our holiday episode, so I thought a hallelujah was appropriate, and not just because I'm excited that somebody's deciding that tech training needs to be a huge part of teacher prep, because it does. It absolutely does. There. Yeah, it's another one of those <clears throat> no duh type moments. But again, we can we'll talk about that more on our next show. Yeah, I'm gonna go with January 6th, but it'll be that Wednesday whenever that is. So we're taking a little two week break. Uh, Matt, let's start geeking out a little bit uh, most people probably will be turning this podcast off at about this point in time but we figure if you want to get to know us a little better and sort of what we enjoy doing and, and some of the things that we're enjoying right now then uh stick with us and if not you know maybe we'll argue about google and apple or something fun who knows it could happen so matt let's start with um you know for most holiday shows i guess you'd bring holiday stuff into it but we're just going to talk about stuff that we like so we're going to start with our favorite device that we are currently using. Matt, you want to go first? Sure. Um, my favorite device is my Nexus 6. Um, it has replaced everything. I used to carry around um, a tablet, laptop around with me all the time. I had a really, really large Asus laptop. 
and it basically has taken over all of it. Um, I don't have a lot of devices. The only other thing I have is a Raspberry Pi, and I just use it to play NES games at work. Um, mm, Raspberry Pi, yummy. But the Nexus 6 has been absolutely phenomenal. Um, it's have you not rooted and reg- ported, and I don't have to worry about anything. I you know, sideload stuff all the time, and it's been great. Sounds, sounds fancy. Did you or did you not regress, though, in your devices? I, I believe you used to have a Nexus 7 that you used, and now yeah. you've gone to the Nexus 6. So is that addition by subtraction? Or? Well, to the fact that the Nexus 6 was a just a little bit tinier than the Nexus 7, and the Nexus 7, I only had Wi-Fi on it. Uh, there was absolutely no reason to carry around both. Um, and for those that don't know, the Nexus 7, a tablet, and the Nexus 6, a phone. So yeah. obviously some differences there. But yeah. I was just trying to be funny. It was not working. I know. No, no. So, Matt, so it seems as though maybe um, some of your feuding with Google is over since you like the Nexus 6 so much? Um, No, I will always be, you know, Someone who will, who will, you know, have problems with certain things that they do. Once we go down further towards the list, you'll find out why. Um, right. I just, you know, for me, it just it works really, really well. And if I were to ever get rid of the Nexus Six, I don't know that I would go with the Nexus Six P. Um, I would probably go with, um, yeah, One Plus. Just because it's it's the pure build. Um, it's by a small manufacturer out of mainland China. Um, <clears throat> and it's a holy GSM phone. It comes with uh, already rooted imported. So, I that's cool. I noticed that that Nexus and the Google devices seem to have interesting names. Six six P, the the one A or whatever you just said. I mean, well, th- that's by a different manufacturer. I know they're different manufacturers. I'm just giving you a hard time, Matt. If I'm going to tell you what my favorite device that I'm using right now is, Matt, could you guess what it is? What's my favorite device I'm currently using? Um. A Panasonic tablet? <laughs> no, it's not. It's it's a good guess. It's not not a Panasonic tablet. I actually recently uh, obtained an iPad Pro through work, and I gotta say, Matt, I was not sure. Um, I have been straying away from iPad in general because I got an iPhone six plus, which the size of that uh, kind of made my iPad Mini uh, irrelevant. So I was not sure how I was going to feel about it. I got it through work, so it wasn't really anything lost for me. I was going to, I'm going to be able to use it for some work things regardless. But it really is sort of the perfect size um, for a few things, um, especially in terms of working for me. One of them is using uh, Microsoft OneNote, which is one of the ways that I sort of manage uh, notes for meetings and all that type of stuff. And um, it just it's the right size. Like it's on the iPad um, Mini, it's too small. Um, and then it's just a little more portable than a laptop. It's it's obviously about the same size. It's about 12 inches across. Um, it's thinner, it's lighter, and I really like it. I'm excited about getting the uh, pencil and the keyboard, which are like forever on back order. I don't know what Apple is doing with that, but um, I'm excited to see how it'll work then because I, I think it definitely can replace a laptop for me in terms of what I use a laptop for. Um, I have a desktop machine that I do the heavy sort of stuff like video editing and all that kind of stuff on. So I just need something that's going to help me take notes and meetings, um, keep up with emails and use Google Docs and all that. And it, and it seems to be working pretty awesome for me there. I know I'm an Apple fanboy, Matt, right? This isn't a huge surprise. No, I if we were to talk about fanboys, I wouldn't characterize you as such simply because at one point you did get rid of it and got a Samsung. So 
mean, yeah, I mean, I've I've been on both sides of the issue with that, and I there's some things that I absolutely love about um, Android devices, and I've been close to switching phones, but I'm definitely in the ecosystem now, so it's difficult. Um, I've been looking for a device that would help me manage uh, my, my life a little bit at work, some of the projects. And I, at this point, um, it seems the iPad pro seems to be working pretty well for me. And I'm excited, uh, to see if with the keyboard, uh, and the, uh, pencil help even more. I don't think it's going to take away. So I'm assuming it's going to just get better. So I'm excited about that. Okay, Matt, let's move on. We're going to talk a little bit about TV shows. Matt and I are, uh, Matt's a huge TV and movie buff. Um, he has a knowledge base that is insane. Um, and I, I just have to ask Matt, what is the favorite TV show you are watching right now? Um, well, unfortunately it's on hiatus, <clears throat> but Rick and Morty. I don't, I have, I have no idea what that is. Yeah, I've never, you're missing out, man. Is this, is it on the Netflix? Is it on the Hulu? Is it on the uh, you intranet? You can find it on, um, Hulu. Um, they have the first season on there, I believe, but it's an animated show. Um, okay. but it's by Dan Harmon. And Justin Roiland. Uh, and they are known because of? Dan Harmon did uh, Community, and Justin Roiland has just written a bunch of stuff. And he's probably best known, well, maybe not best known, but he did a short which led into this show, which was extraordinarily disgusting. Um, but it's <laughs> the show is absolutely phenomenally done. They talk, um, it, 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 between this show and BoJack Horseman, I feel like those are probably the grittiest shows about humanity and they rarely ever delve you really rarely ever get the sense that they're actually talking about what's around them you know bojack horseman is a character who's a horse but everything he's dealing with is a complete downward spiral almost like you're chronicling the life of someone who's from hollywood um rick and morty going through time dealing with different theories um specifically like time travel and stuff like that it's just an amazing show Matt, you're this, the nerd flag is flying right now. I mean, that is. I'd, I'd be interested to hear any feedback from our listeners. Um, you know, email the show edtechweekly uh, at gmail dot com. I'd be interested to hear if anyone else has heard of this show. Um, I, I don't deny that it probably is really good, but you always have some things that I've never heard of. And is this is this in the same vein at all as your like British shows that you like that I just can't even finish watching because I don't understand them? No, because these are cartoons. I mean, this is accessible to even me. Is that what you're saying? Well, I don't know. Not sure. I don't know. It doesn't have enough gratuitous violence. Oh, and see now you're setting me up for what my show is right now. And it's been sort of off and on for a while because I, I really got into it maybe a season one and season two. And that's Homeland. Um, it's probably the most interesting show for me for a couple of reasons. Number one, uh, the storyline is very fascinating to me. Um, I, I think the writing is good. I think the characters are amazing. Um, again, I'm not, you know, Matt maybe be able to tell me that I'm crazy. Here, I think but. Carrie Matheson is, she's a great character in the show, but it is frustrating watching her sometimes because you just know she's going to do like the dumbest thing possible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, and I think that's part of what I like about the show. It's that you sort of, you, it's like you, they may choose things different, but you can kind of, they've developed the characters to a point of where you have a reasonably clear idea of exactly what they're going to at least attempt to do and whether or not they're successful and whether they get in their own way is a different story. But 
Um, you just sort of know in Saul, you just sort of know, you see him teetering over the seasons about, you know, he's almost sound, seemed like in the beginning that he was, had this sort of moral compass that, you know, he would sort of do what's right. And, and now you're just not really sure. Are you I don't know. on it's, the last season? I am. Yeah. I'm currently up to date. So I, I'm, oh. I'm not going to give any spoiler <clears throat> alerts or anything like that, but I feel like this season is sort of dragging along a little bit. Um, you know, but at the same time, what I really, really like about it, and the other thing I was going to say, what I really love about this show is the parallels to reality. Like, and it, you know, this show, I believe, was ahead of its time in some calling of some of the things that are happening over there. Some, again, I don't know when this is written, but a lot of this stuff is very current and happening as we speak. And it's these type of things. So it gives an interesting perspective. I know a lot of it obviously is is Hollywood and stuff like that. But it, it definitely makes you think about those regions and how they're set up and the different type of people. I feel like it almost gives a human face to all sides of the things that are going on, you know. So it, it kind of is, is interesting to me in that respect, too. Oh, no. Uh, but that they, is on – sorry, go oh, ahead. That's on Showtime if anybody's interested. Yeah, no, I was going to say they absolutely – I mean – <clears throat> there have been a couple deadline Hollywood articles that talked about them going and reshooting stuff. Um, I forget which episode. It might have been a couple previous. They mentioned Paris in there. So uh, they definitely had gone back to reshoot those scenes okay. so that they could hit on those um, different parts. Because So they, they are doing what they can to, mm-hmm. in editing and post to, to make sure it keeps it relevant, which is pretty cool. Yeah. All right, Matt. Well, let's move on because we're already getting to be a longer podcast, which is fine because at this point, if you're still listening, you're probably interested in what we have to say about this kind of stuff. And if you're not, well, you're not hearing me anyway, so who cares? Um, Matt, let's get to favorite podcasts. Um, you've, you got me into podcasts, I believe, years and years ago. You were sort of the one who pushed me towards some of the uh, tech news today and those types of shows. Um, and you really got me into sort of listening to podcasts in general um, on my car rides and everything like that. So let's give uh, some favorite podcasts. I know there's one in general that a lot of people, including my wife, are listening to now called Serial. Uh, are you familiar with that one, Matt? No. Okay, so it's like a, it's some sort of a story slash. I don't, I don't know. I'm not exactly sure how it works, but I can tell you that uh, my wife and many other coworkers I have are into it. So you might want to give that a listen to. That's not my recommendation, but just something that was discussed today at work. So, Matt, what is your favorite podcast? How did this get made? I mean, do you mean the show that we're on is your favorite and you want to know how we made it? If they did an episode on us about how this got started, I would uh, absolutely love that. It would be amazing. It would be, it would be the ultimate of our lives. It would be penultimate. There are certain things penultimate. That, you know, it cannot higher. be topped. But That's no, awesome. it's, it's – So what is this show about? Uh, it's basically – it's uh, – uh, Jason Manzoukas, June Diane Raphael, and Paul Shear. Um, they go through the history of films that are pretty bad, um, and then some that were actually pretty big hits, and some that were cult classics. Um, one of my second, my second favorite movie of all time is this movie Hackers that my that's buddy Nate one. and I watch all the time. Yeah, that's and a good movie. I love they that. Did movie. an episode where they just ripped the whole thing apart, and oh. I can also tell you, I it it absolutely needed to be ripped apart. I mean, it it is indicative of you know kids in my age group who had gone and see the movie in the movie theater we were also were very very few of the people that did that um i've read things subsequent to that talking about the history of the film and why it failed so miserably but why it has such a cult status um mm-hmm. but they just ripped these movies apart um, another movie i loved um was uh mortal combat 
And then I listened to that episode, and then I basically started second-guessing my whole life. Yeah, because you should second-guess your life anyway if you loved Mortal Kombat, the movie. Come uh, on, that was... It's better... Think about the other ones that came out around that time. Which one were you okay. going to pick? Uh, okay. Was it right. Street Fighter? Okay. You know, I feel like... So Matt's Guile a... doesn't have a Belgian accent. I'm not crazy, <laughs> am I? <laughs> I think, you know, you, you're showing a wealth of knowledge uh, on, on the entertainment front, Matt. I feel like we should have a spinoff podcast where you talk about you know, obscure shows and movies. And I mean, you have a wealth of knowledge here. I feel like there may be a spinoff in our future. No, I've got, I will, I've got a, I will say I have sort of two favorite podcasts. Um, one um, I love listening to, cause I don't get to watch the show is PTI. Pardon the interruption. It's a, it's an ESPN show um, that they put out. I love it because it's a, a 30 minute show that they actually put out a podcast version of so that I can listen to it in the morning on my way to work. Whereas I'm missing it in the evening when it plays because I'm with my family doing some things. So it's it's kind of cool. I like that. But my favorite one is in, in sort of what got me going here um, and now is a Daily Tech News Show with Tom Merritt. Um, if you're a podcast person and a tech person, I'm sure you know the name Tom Merritt. Um, he does an awesome job with his knowledge is incredible to me. Um, his depth and breadth of knowledge. Like he just... He has a very well-rounded understanding of, of tech in, in the tech world. And um, he also makes it entertaining and fun, which is what we would like to try to do and hopefully we'll get better at. But that's it for me. And I know that's, um, you know, he used to be over at uh, Tech News Today and, and he was with, uh, is it Leo Laporte? Is that Leo right? Leo Laporte, Sarah Lane, Aya Zaktar. Yeah. And, and so he was with that crew and they were awesome. And I do miss... Uh, Iaz and Sarah Lane a little bit, their voices and their, you know, sort of take on tech. But um he's he's the man in my opinion and he he's one of the reasons why I we started why I started to want to do this show and why Matt and I got together to do it because he just he made it seem like this is something that's accessible and could be done, you know, so um I like that show a lot. So check that out if you get a chance. All right, Matt, here we go. This is perhaps the best one. Um we're gonna give a our wish for a service or piece of technology that we would love to use if it was available to us. Matt, you want to take it away? Yes. Uh-oh. There was a, there was a deep breath there. <clears throat> um, I It was really, really hard for me to come up with one. You know, just thinking on a day-to-day basis, most everything I do with has to do with work and everything kind of works as it should. But then I remembered our conversation yesterday and what we've been kind of dealing with over the past couple of weeks. <clears throat> I would like a real integrated task management system within Google, especially if I'm paying for it. Um, the business apps that they have are all phenomenal, but they really need to have a real integrated task management system. And I'm not talking about the thing that pops up on my phone that tells me, hey, it's this person's birthday or in Google Keep. Oh, these are things <laughs> you need to do. Like I want something that I can connect with different APIs. I want Zapier to be able to work in there. I want Trello to work in there so that I can get my stuff from work that gets ported into theirs. Um, as well as I want, you know, I we use Groove at work. Groove is an amazing system. It's a great um, customer service feedback system. It's absolutely phenomenal. I could go on for hours about how great they have been. Um, I want something to integrate with that. Um, there are so many different task management systems out there, and just trying to find one for you and I to work with, I've probably played around with a dozen of them. And you know, the bait and switch of oh, it's free. Oh, we Unless changed our terms of service, this. and now yeah. you have to 
sign up and do this, and here's another one, and oh, well, I know you like this feature that every other one on the planet has, and we told you that this was going to be free if you had less than five people, but <clears throat> gosh darn it, we have to start you know, charging you. And I'd be happy to do that if I had actually time to play around with the program and understand it a little bit better. I'm already paying Google. Listen, Google, I'm paying you. I'm paying you yeah. money. So just create this. If you could even integrate it with Google Forms, you would make my life a million times easier. Yeah, the thing that frustrates me about the Google, because the university I work at, that we have Google apps, you know, and we use those things, and, and I like how they work. But so you've got you've got Google Keep, which is sort of a notes type of an app, right? And you've got within Google Calendar, you kind of have a task thing, but it's not really a, a task management system. But it's frustrating to me because Google Keep doesn't even talk with the task manager within Google. I mean, it's just even within their own ecosystem, nothing is communicating well when it comes to tasks and project management. And yeah, that is something that well, is a definite need because people are just bouncing around to different things and, and using like we just started using Slack for some team communications, but that doesn't really do a good job with tax management. It's more like just like your own personal sort of messaging service. Um, it's just it, it's just frustrating. I echo your frustration I, with that for sure. I, the only the one thing I have noticed, <clears throat> and it's kind of crazy, the Google inbox will pick up on everything, but. Google Hangouts, for whatever reason, I get these odd, and they're not really odd because I know why I'm getting them, but I will get updates for everything in my Google Hangouts. Like it will just oh, really? tell me, like, you're supposed to be doing this at this time. And it's it's kind of bananas. That that's the one place that it pops up and it's through my messaging system. Is that through your and on your Android device yeah. or is that on your computer? See, I was I know, it's, say, both. I don't... it's both. It happens. Is it? I it knows that you and I have we do this every Wednesday. So it pops it up. It pops up, it and knows. you know, it just, yeah, it knows. just, it's. I don't know. I really, really like it. I just wish they would come up with something that you could integrate with all of that because I have no desire to leave the ecosystem. I have been pushed into using Microsoft as of recently because of the company I work for, and I like a lot of what they have. But when I have to open a PDF and it has to open up Microsoft Word in the browser and it takes 15 uh, minutes, yeah. I would much rather use Google Docs because it's right there. I, there's no waiting. Snappy, as it were? Yes. Yes. All right, Matt. Well, I, I can definitely echo that. And I think mine is simple and it could easily be done. It may actually be even be done. I don't know. You can help me out with this. I'm not sure if it is. What I want is a wearable device. I want something... That's going to go probably on my wrist. I know you're thinking there's tons of those, and there are. I what, don't need. Bracelets? Sure. I Whatever. What I want it to be is thin and lightweight, and I want it. I don't care if it has a display. All I want to be able to do, and I, you know, plug it into the computer and set this up, whatever, or you know, Bluetooth with my phone and set it up for my phone. I just want it to be able to notify me when. I certain contacts I designate as important and it will vibrate only for one or two people. So I don't want to check my phone every time I feel a little vibration because it could be mail. It could be this. But if I get a text from my wife or a call from my wife or my mom or my sister, I want to hear, get a little vibration. So I know, Hey, I need to check cause that was for my wife. So that way, if I don't feel it in my pocket, there's a really good chance I'll feel it on my wrist cause it vibrates. But what I don't want is it, 
giving me a notification for every one because then I either have to look at it and if it's got the display, then I, you know, I, if I can't read it, I got to pull my phone out. I just want a simple vibration for a, a contact that I know I need to check on my phone for in case I, either my phone's not right on my on my lap or right in my pocket or I can't feel it. Do you know of anything like that? I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, I, I've looked. I don't see anything. Like it's always more integration and more things. And and you know, I've looked at the um, a couple of the things. Microsoft has a like the Microsoft Band. Is that what it's called or something? Mm-hmm. But they're all they're all like too thick, and they all have more features than I want. Like I just want subtle notifications for one or two people. And I'm sure an Apple Watch may be able to configure that the way it works with my phone. Like I might be able to set contacts for notifications. But I don't want to spend four hundred dollars to do that, and it's too yeah. big, and it and I have to charge it. I want something that, because it's only a vibration engine, I might have to charge it once a week. You know, that's kind of what I'm looking for. And I don't. I may be just the only person in the world, and maybe that's why they don't have them. But I just have one. Thanks, buddy. Mm-hmm. I just got it. I heard the. Bzzz. All right, well, Matt. Yeah, no, I actually, I'm kind of the same way. I wish you could pick up on other things. Um, the company that has the Run Fit, Go Fit, Jump Fit, what are they called? Anyway, they make that thing. Oh, Fitbit? They, yeah, Fitbit. They used yeah. to have one that didn't have um, a display, but it had some lights on it. Um, yeah. And they did away with that one. And that's the one that I really wanted to get because I don't need the display. I just wanted to track those things. Um, so having something like what I just sent you, which is the Wear Vibe, which who knows, maybe that's you know the worst thing on the planet. Um, and right. It's full of baby tears. Um, but you know, if it could like track certain things like that, that'd be awesome too. You know, if it had multiple functionality and all of that jazz. But yeah, no, I well, actually am with people, you. That would be a really cool thing. All right, listen to us, people. Make these things happen, please. Google, you, you, you know what to do. You know what to do. We should make come up happen. with a top eleven and just. Yep. That's right, and make them on our top eleven list of things that we don't think are going to happen for us, but we really hope will. And then we no, we should we should do that. And then act like we didn't write it, and then report on it, and then talk about how terrible those people are. That's a genius. Crappy list. That's I really think we should do that. Beep. All right, Matt. I love it. Well, we definitely let our geek flags fly. We talked about stuff that interests us. If you enjoyed the show this week, great. If not, and you want us to go back to the other format, trust me, we're going right back to that format. We'll be back with our first show of 2016 on Wednesday the sixth. We hope you guys have a great holiday. Enjoy it. Um, again, we'll be back on the 6th. That'll be our show. We'll record that night, and we'll be back to the EdTech news of the week when we do that. Matt, I'll just give them edtechweeklyshow.com. Go there, and you can get show notes, and uh, we're not going to bombard you with all the other stuff. Yeah, you're Enjoy not, not going to give them the iTunes link? I'm not going to do Well, you did set up the iTunes link, yeah. so I'll mention it. edtechweeklyshow.com slash forward slash iTunes. Yes. And that'll take you to our iTunes link. You know, give us a review if you listen to the show. Other than that, no plugging, no anything else. Uh, enjoy your break, Matt. Anything to give the good folks as they go to their holiday break? If you and if you're going to have snow, enjoy the snow. If you're not going to have snow, do not enjoy the snow. That seems it is. I like it. All right. Well, that's it for EdTech Weekly. Even though it was more of a EdTech Geekly. <laughs> oh, that's bad. Yeah, okay. <laughs>